Capes and Tights. I'm your host, Justin Soderberg, and this is a pop culture and comic book podcast. Crazy, huh? Well, this week, I'm alone. Adam's on vacation. Uh, uh, visiting, I say vacation. He's visiting family. That's what he's doing. So this week, we have Ben Goldsmith, author, co-creator, along with Ed Smith, who's not on this episode, but Ben is, of Second Place Comic Book over at Source Point Press as well as the author of a couple other books that you'll hear about on this podcast. We had him join us to talk his book, Second Place Comic Book. So check us out, Facebook and Instagram at Capes and Tights Podcast, on Twitter at Capes Tights Pod, and capesandtights.com, as well as Apple and Spotify and all your major podcasting platforms out there. This is Ben Goldsmith, co-creator of Second Place Comic, here for this episode. Enjoy, everybody. How's it going, man? Hello, howdy, how, howdy, what? Exactly oh, right. Hello. <laughs> so uh, we were supposed to do this a couple weeks back, and um, there was a mishap, a vehicle accident uh, mm-hmm. that kind of der- derailed it, which was crazy because you were like got a phone call, and then you're like in your parking lot talking to me on Zoom, being like, "I gotta go. We can't do this right now." It's like absolutely take care of your life, you know, figure that out, and then we'll talk it later. And finally, got to do this, but yesterday. <laughs> My wife and I decided, hey, you know what? We're just going to go for a drive. My son was uh, took a shorter nap in the afternoon. So we said, hey, we'll get in the car. We'll drive. We'll go somewhere. And we decided to drive into Bangor here in Maine. And, and there was a car on the bridge driving directly at us. <laughs> like, full on. We're just driving along. My wife goes, whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm like, what? What's going on? And I, I, there was a couple of people on the bridge, like on the right uh, like crossing the bridge and I was like, Hey, how about we, uh, I thought they were like jumping off or jumping into the road or something. So I was paying attention to them, not to looking ahead and seeing a car coming directly at us. Luckily the car swerved back into the lane and we were able to miss them. But I thought it was very ironic. The fact that <laughs> we were about to record today oh and then yesterday God. almost got a head on collision on a bridge. Uh, don't, I don't, don't know what she was thinking or what, but like maybe she thought it was a two lane bridge. I don't know. I was yeah, we were this close to head-on collision with the car the That's day before fun. we record this. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be the guy that brings about car accidents into the world with my presence. <laughs> uh, it was crazy. I don't know what it was. Like, I, I don't like. If obviously I, for like some, most of those people are drunk, right? Like the head, like the people yeah. who are on the wrong lane, or like, yeah. I don't know, my, having my, some sort so, of medical condition or something. So, but she just. <laughs> didn't realize that she was in the wrong lane to look like and she finally was able to swerve over and, and and miss us and i told my wife i was like we didn't need to go anywhere we went for a drive to kind of like see if my son would take a nap while we were driving and yeah. it always frustrates me the worst things happen i think to me when i don't need to be doing the thing that i'm doing and i decided to do it anyway like you didn't need to do this or that or whatever and something bad happens but we're I safe that, uh... we're sound the my my fiance's uh accident to give context to everyone is she was uh, driving and this lady pulled in front of her at 80 miles per hour on the pike, which is like the main road in Boston. And uh, she, the girl had a foot cramp, slammed on the brakes, smashed the car. Her car spun three times. Um, and like, um, she told me that Diamonds by Rihanna was playing. So we, we joke like, 
now anytime she hears that song it'll be in like slow mo like shine <laughs> exactly like was... <laughs> you know <laughs> like um when you like put so... that song comes on you immediately skip it now you're like oh shit something's got some bad's gonna happen some bad's gonna yeah, happen. yeah 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 sorry rihanna <laughs> yeah, exactly but um, yeah we're big, uh... big fan of the podcast i heard rihanna <laughs> exactly right yeah big fan of everything uh we uh so we're here to talk about comic books, obviously, and yeah, we thank you for having me back, rescheduling all that. Exactly, and it's funny we're we're my my normal co-host Adam uh, is in North Carolina right now visiting some family, and 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 today this afternoon we're supposed to be doing the first episode we're recording pre-recording for our Star Wars week we were doing at the beginning of May, and he just texted me and said that the internet went down there, so we almost had a two episode recording day but today now we're only going to do one because the probably, internet's down there so we probably just spilt some vinegar based barbecue sauce on their internet cords down yes, there exactly. the only thing i know about north carolina they're probably watching a tar heels game <laughs> man <laughs> well it's probably warmer weather than we have here in new england so i don't know maybe they're oh, outside yeah. they just want to be outside oh. all day that's what it is he's making up some sort of excuse to not be inside recording a podcast i get that i cannot it's the time time change was less yesterday too and yeah. i cannot zone get in. on that yeah but uh so you're a comic book creator that's what we're gonna I call that. you i do and uh first of all i like to know a little bit about the people i talk to so how did you get into comics in the first place not creating comic books but like reading what's your what's your background in reading comic books um i got my first comic book from a buddy it was the tick and um it was when the cartoon was on so I just, I like the irreverence of it. I, I didn't really think that there was a lot of that same irreverence in, in other media. Um, and then I, yeah, kind of moved, moved from there. But um, my, I, I got really into it with New 52. You know, it was when I got like obsessed with collecting and then key mm -hmm. issues and all that kind of stuff. And um, like when I was, it was nice because the, the, when I was really, getting into it i was in near the um <laughs> beverly hills public library and uh that place is massive so you could you could choose i mean i i would just go in there and decimate the graphic novel section uh, and then after that i lived in new york and once again like you know you're pretty good with libraries out there too mm -hmm. so uh, that that was huge i mean like i remember being on the subway and and just crushing you know, Swamp Thing by Alan Moore. And um, yeah, it was, so it was definitely a, like, I want, I hit, I hit, I, I liked it. And then I liked it a lot, mm. <laughs> uh, which I, I, I don't know. Some people kind of, I, I guess I came a little later. Some people lock in and then stay there, but I, it was a, it was a slow push towards the cliff. And then, and then the new 52 was like, Boink! Ah! you know, yeah, and, and that's that's similar to, to my background where I was like a smaller, I had a smaller child. I was like, oh yeah, I like comic books and so on. But like, it was a gap in the middle there where I kind of like liked them, but really didn't care much about them. And then it was me, it was a secret uh, secret wars in, in for Marvel on the, in the 2015, 2014 range where it really got really back into it and was like, okay, this is what I like. This is my obsession now. This is my thing. And, uh, you know, so it's like weird how there's a gap there a lot for a lot of us that didn't like it. Me, it was uh, the X-Men cartoon 
really the early nineties X-Men cartoon was a huge thing. And I've, I've, I've know a lot of people who were like that. That's what got me into comic books too. So, uh, but yeah, the tick, I can understand why the tick would be, uh, something for you. Cause I mean, I can see the tick in, in, in your comic book here. Second place. I can see. Yeah, a I, was gonna, of- I mean, definitely of all books that I'm working on the second place. Yeah. has the most of that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well yeah, how did the, how did second place come along? How is this like? How is this? I mean, we're talking. We can talk multiple things, but like, I think second place is really what I wanted to focus on. But like, yeah. So, so I'll, I'll give uh, some context for this okay. one. Second place is my mm-hmm. book that's out right now. Um, it is a mockumentary style comic book about bodybuilding aliens. Um, it'll be in four parts. Comes out from Source Point Press. The fourth one uh, today is the twelfth, thirteenth, something like that of March. Fourteenth March. Yeah, right around there. Yeah, yeah, 14th of March. Oh, crap. My sister's birthday's tomorrow. Hopefully she's... I gotta call her. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. Um, and uh, yeah, 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 that was the picture. I saw it. Yeah. I saw it up there. And uh, yeah, ooh, ooh, nice little iPad situation there. Um, yeah, I am, I'm a digital person. I don't know if that... I mean, while you don't interrupt you, but like I, to me, is a lot of the digital. I buy physical comic books and I have collections a lot of times you'll see me buy it both digitally and physically so I can own it and collect it and hold it. But like something about reading digitally to me has been way more, I don't know, percent. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I can read in bed with the lights off. Well, that's know. the biggest thing, right? Is it was like, it's like the difference between the original Game Boy and then the Game Boy with the backlight. You yes. know, it was, it was a game changer in that way. Cause then you weren't just, cause I can only really read comics during bright light. Yes. Cause I'm, I'm pretty blind. So, uh, you know, uh, but anyway, um, yeah, so second place came about because I was actually, I moved back to Massachusetts where I am now, where I'm from originally. And uh, a buddy of mine, he and I used to go out to lunch and just talk about comics and um, he could he could draw a little bit. And I was like, well, man, let's, you know, let's goof around on something. And mm-hmm. and he and I asked him, I was like, what do you like to draw? And he's like, well, I like to draw, you know, jacked aliens. <laughs> and, and that was the start of the conversation. So I kind of worked backwards from that. I was like, well, all right, jacked aliens. Okay, well. But, uh, alien bodybuilding. Okay, okay, these aliens, uh, they like Earth bodybuilding. So that kind of plays on the body dysmorphia of it, where it's not even your your species. And then, um, okay, oh, and there's a competition. And then, oh, competi- people film competitions. Uh, f- uh, mockumentaries are filmed. Oh, my God, no one's done a mockumentary comic book. <laughs> Boom. Let's second. do that. <laughs> yeah. And so he, he actually ended up, uh, and then, honestly, like, maybe, like, five years went by. Uh, he he kind of... He was like, that's oh, not really something I want to do. I was like, hey, hey, it's fine. I get it. You know, he doesn't even work in the in this industry. Um, and I, I bet. Sorry. You're good. Time change. Mm. See, I'm I'm used to this now. I have a uh, he's a what ten month old baby, so he's I'm up at five thirty in the morning now. Anyway, so. Good lord. Um. Yes. Oh, yeah, you've got yours. I like you've got your Marvel cup. It's a, I I found that on the podcast your your mug says a lot like here's my mm-hmm. uh, perfect and, yeah perfect and see we got uh, coming up here at the Bangor Comic and Toy Con uh, there are going to be some uh, horror guests on that at that con oh so. is that true I, so I'm at that show I, I'm mm-hmm. very actually excited I got to find a place to stay if you know any good hotels you have to let me know because I haven't started looking yet <laughs> um, but uh, I, I'll sleep I'll, is there extra room in the crib I'll, I'll, yeah exactly I'll, right there. I'll just okay. kick him out. That's fine. He can sleep outside. <laughs> he can sleep. With, he can sleep in the tent. Comic What's books that? are more important to me than my son. <laughs> I, w- I want you to learn this from an early age, buddy. So when uh, you're when you're uh, traveling the circuits around the you know at San Diego Comic Con promoting your comic books, I'd be like, yeah, this guy slept in my crib. 
This yeah, I mean, dude, back in the day. So I knew him before he was something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and let me tell you something. He sleeps so adorable. Loud. He's a snorer, but it's adorable. It's cute. Oh. Uh, but yeah, man. So I, I uh, second place. And then, so I, I, a couple of years later, I ended up meeting this guy, Ed Smith, who he is a New Hampshire local. And he kind of was in with the crew, like Ian Chase Nichols and um, Rich Woodall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, and uh, I was like, oh, well, you know, your style is really, because I, I, I'd done the stuff before, his seance room, which was super serious, super moody. Um, and then RV9 for Mad Cave Studios, which was like really futuristic, very Marvel art. Actually, the guy, Travis, who drew it is currently drawing for DC. And... Uh, so I was like, well, I don't want to do that. I want to do, I want it to be cartoony. I want it to mm-hmm. look sort of silly because the, the concept is a little silly too. And, and Ed does a really good, um, I, I, you can see there, um, really good cartoonist style. Yes. You know, so uh, we, we hooked up and he, uh, he started working on it. And then we, we, we got it picked up at Source Point Press. Um, I remember calling him from Toronto Comic-Con. He was very excited. Uh, and then he was working on it and then uh, had a, essentially a heart attack um, and almost died making this comic book. So I, yeah, so he was in the hospital for a long time and, you know, this was obviously on the back burner, but he, he got better and got even more focused and more dedicated and the quality of the work got better and, you could tell he 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 definitely had a come to Jesus moment, and my my fiance is leaving, so I'm going to say bye to her. Bye, love. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't crash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't her fault. It was not her fault. That's fine. And bye, love. Um, so yeah, uh, but but so then he got back, and it was it was it's pretty inspiring, honestly, to see how, and and it's 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 also a little funny because I'm a, a slight more jaded now. Mm-hmm. and and this is his first comic book really that's out um so he he's like really excited about everything and and i'm, I'm like uh-huh yeah <laughs> you know, like, he's, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna it's gonna be a cartoon like, yeah mm-hmm. well all right if it happens that's good that's good you know so um but it but it's it's now i'm like oh i know what i was like five yeah. years ago like I, I can see how that was um and i'm looking forward to just getting grumpier <laughs> i can see why you would say I mean, there's certain comic books that i can see uh, well first of all i like to put the little caveat out to the, out to the listeners and stuff that i don't like talking to people that i don't like their comic book if that makes any sense so like yeah. if you if you were to send me a sample of like those people have send us samples of books and i just don't respond back basically because i can't i can't you know say no i don't want to do your have you on as a guest because i don't like your comic book but like yeah it's not even like if, even if i didn't like the concept of it it's well written and it's well drawn so like the artwork and the writing is good so that way i will talk to you even if i was like a ah, weightlifting aliens that's stupid i wouldn't yeah. i would still talk to you because it makes sense because i want other people to to introduce to be introduced to this but that's, like there's definitely yeah. some books that adam and i had re- uh, read Here's some samples. I sent it to Adam. He sent it to me. We read it and we're like, yeah, maybe we should contact them next week and have them come on. 
you know, in a couple of weeks. And he's like, yeah, sounds good. And we finished reading it. And I texted him. And I said, do you read it? He goes, yeah, you do. You too. He goes, that was tough. And I go, yeah, that was tough. He goes, maybe we shouldn't contact them. I'm like, yeah, see, so we shouldn't yeah. contact them. So when we got connected through, um, who did you, you commented on something? Probably through Schmelke. No, it wasn't Schmelke though. It was um, someone else. Yeah, I think it was uh, Zuck Zuckerberg. We both, we're both yes, real good exactly. friends with Mark Zuckerberg. It was someone else, someone else local that we've either had or want to have as a guest or so on. And you had commented, we connected through that and so on. And you sent me a sample. I'm like, yeah, this is definitely someone that I want to talk to. But back to why I wanted to bring this up is that it can, I can see it as a cartoon. Like I could see it on like Cartoon Network or oh, some sort please, of like, dude. I mean, that like, that's the goal for sure. No, yeah. no, no question. Especially, you know, like I said, the mockumentary element is, is awesome. But the, the bodybuilding, it's, I mean, I don't want to wax too philosophical about it because um that's annoying but ultimately like it's a trojan horse of a, of a thing right like I'm, I'm i'm getting you in the door with bodybuilding aliens huh you know and then there's mockumentary huh and then once you're kind of in because you're like oh those two that's kind of a neat then it's like oh and by the way it's actually about sliding doors what decisions did i make that were the wrong ones um how how do how do uh, you know how do I see myself as a, as a, it, through success and through um, maybe fail, failure? Like it, it's, it's so, it's so much more um, than what the, you know, and, that, and that's kind of how I, how I like it too, because I, my, my favorite, I, uh, my, my ethos on most stuff is don't tell me anything. Like I want to, mm -hmm. I want to go in 100% fresh um, because I'd, I'd prefer to be pleasantly surprised by things. You know what I mean? Um, absolutely which which i'm not i'm not doing a good job of for other people right now because i'm telling a lot but I, I think i'm also i also know people who could you know give a shit if they yes. know the, the entire movie or not like for them it's the it's it's a lot of other things but from but uh, maybe it's just because i uh, as a writer i'm like i, I want to see if i can be brought into this and, and surprised and and so yeah so i re i mean because because ultimately i mean how, how do people do you want can i can i tell like a little bit about the yeah yeah, I mean, the, 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 you know, so the, the bodybuilding alien from the mockumentary thing, um, the lead character there, Farig, the big green fella, um, he started this bodybuilding competition and he would always come in first place in this, this cat army, army Hagathataya, uh, would always come in second. But by the way, Hagathataya, we had to go back and forth so many times to make sure we spelled it right or we spelled it, uh, like uniformly throughout yeah. the book because it would always it would always be because you know it's like because it was a, it's a dig on Schwarzenegger's name obviously but like yeah. it has to be consistent which it wasn't well, like I, well, I guess you could also make it as a joke too as like no one really knows how to say his name or spell his name we get, well the the um the letterer Justin Birch yeah. who's incredible he said that at one point and I was like ah it, it I think I think it'll just read like we yes but you up. don't know what you're doing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because we did actually consider that, which is, it's really funny that you say that, man. Um, uh, but so, so he, you know, he's, he's, it was first, first place, second place, always back and forth, back and forth. Uh, and then uh, our green fellow there, Farig, he was offered a movie contract to go be a big movie star. And um, the same day he found out his girlfriend was pregnant. So uh, as this book picks up, we have already seen that he has decided to, actually stay forego the movies uh, become a family and open up his gym 
and uh, and he's a pretty happy dude about it. Like he's now his son is going to be competing for the first time, and the and he's going to be a judge instead, the dad, um, and things are going pretty well. Uh, you know, they're filming the the documentary about it, but we then find out that Army is coming back to film his own documentary, and it sort of brings up a lot of um, that could have been me. You know, mm-hmm. like I I should have been the guy to go off and be the movie star because Army did go become the movie star. Um, you know, but at the same time, there's a character who's a foot. Yeah. So exactly. you know, it's, <laughs> so that's it's, the fun part about it. Cause you, you brought that idea of like the office mockumentary style into it, which the office we all relate to, we watch and go, Oh my gosh, that's really like working in an office. If you ever worked in an office, there's certain, I mean, obviously to a 10th degree, but like there's this aspect of watching the office and saying it relates to regular life. Same thing with what people always say about Seinfeld, but there's like, you can relate this to regular life, but in the same sense, you have to, disassociate yourself with it because it's weightlifting aliens like right, you have to like right. you, you get this i get to be in another world another universe but also have this style of of show or reading that i like which is the documentary style so you have that both it lets you escape it. i mean it's I, I just i'm gonna bring it up because i just finished reading it last night with stray dogs did you read stray dogs at all no, by uh yeah tony tony fleeks and um i forget her name is an artist but he he does uh, star wars adventures and he does um my little pony he's an artist but he wrote this book stray dogs and it's basically the only reason you mentioned about not knowing a lot about the book and then reading it like what the one line that i read about the book that i really wanted to make me read it was it was like lady in the tramp meets silence of the lambs oh jesus because <laughs> the uh, the book is about dogs that are stray dogs, like they adopted dogs, that like are re- are finding out more information about their owner. That's really scary and like, but it's but it's drawn in oh, a way that you would look at it as like all dogs go to heaven, or Lady in the Tramp, or even Secret Life of Pets. I, I yes. definitely know what you're talking about there. Yeah. So it's like it, you you bring yourself and you look at it and you're like, oh my god, this is like watching a childhood movie of mine. But there's like murdering and blood and, and stuff like that in it. And it was it, you know it just reminded me a lot of like okay, it's real life, but you're just, just disassociating yourself a little bit with it because you're you're it's talking dogs or yeah, that, dogs I mean, that can talk to themselves like on Secret Life of Pets or anything like that. Right, that intentional just juxtaposition is mm-hmm. is is. Is a dangerous game to play, right? Because if it fails, it fails ugly. Yes. Um, but when it wins, it wins big. I, I think you know, you just have to, uh, you just have to understand. Like, with I can't say much about Stray Dogs. I have seen the interior art, yeah, but I don't know what the story is. But um, especially with second place, like, it, yeah, you go, um, you go in for the funsies, and then. You, all right, so Scrubs. Do you ever watch Scrubs, the TV show? I've watched a long time ago. I watched like the first season or two, but I hadn't. Yes, I've seen it, but yes. There's a there's a lot of episodes of Scrubs that's, that take you in with the warm and fuzzies. And and then all of a sudden you realize, oh, this is actually, I'm feeling something. Like it's not, it's not a, it's not a, uh, like a deceitful turn, mm-hmm. you know? It, it, it's just that that's also kind of life. Like we could be recording a podcast and then I'll get a call from my fiance who is in a horrible wreck. And then uh, after that, I'm running across I-90 with cops trying to stop me because they don't know if I'm just a crazy guy and I'm yelling, I'm her, I'm her fiance. I know, you know her. <laughs> yeah. And, and and then, you know, to flashing lights and everything like that just happens, you know, it, it's yeah. not, you know, so, um, but if you build characters, then you can go with them through those moments and it doesn't feel jarring, um, mm-hmm. which I hope we did. Did you get a chance to, did you get a chance to read the ending? Did I send you all four? Uh, no, I only got that one, but I will, uh, 
I will purchase the other ones. Don't worry. Oh, oh. Okay. I, 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 the thing is like, I've got a digital, when I had a uh, Jeremy Dauber on uh, a few months back to talk about his book, I, uh, they sent me the physical copy of the book and I was like, Oh, that's cool. Thank you very much. But then later on I had Douglas woke on to talk about all of the Marvel's book and they sent me a PDF version of the book. And I was like, you know what? I like this guy. I like the book. I'm going to go out and physically buy the book too. So I like the idea of having me supporting you guys as well. So source point press, well, as we're talking about purchasing it, you can obviously purchase it there, but, um, what, what made the connection of doing that and not doing it on your own? I know I, not that there's a bad anything, anything bad about either one, but like not doing a, uh, a Kickstarter or trying to produce this on your, on your own. Um, I already had a relation with them yeah. and then, uh, it, the, the, I mean, the, the real impediment to, to, to any sort of success financially, uh, is that I wasn't born rich. No, is that I didn't, uh, I didn't, I mean, printing, printing costs are yeah. exorbitant. Uh, uh, so if they can take care of that, you know, and I don't make a lot of money back, but at the same time, um, I don't mind. Like I'll, I'll buy my copies and I'll go to my cons and I'll, I'll make money through that, you know? Um, and just having, having one, piece off my back is so yeah. nice you know there's, some, there's I, some... I don't blame you at all i just this yeah. is always the thing i wonder nowadays is the conversation you have with people is that creator own stuff um is just you know what the best option is i mean so ryan lassar is the one i think we connected through um uh, on facebook and he did it he does a kickstarter he's doing one issue at a time and so on that's one way way to do it you know obviously a good friend of all of ours ben bishop obviously he does kickstarter but he also does other stuff and so on and like there's just different ways of doing it and, and i think there's no issue with stores. I mean, I, I know my local comic book shop in Bangor can get your book. Yeah. And that's a huge thing to me. If I was me, it would be more like maybe make a little bit less money, put it in front of more eyes. And yeah, that's, that's, that's a huge thing too. So, I mean, I think with source point, it helps. I mean, you guys, I mean, he can just, he literally carries two or three source point books. And uh, I don't think he was ordering yours until I said something, but that's a different story. Son of a gun. That's <laughs> dirty. No, I, you know, I also know that this book was not going to be, it's it's definitely on the outlier book right like it's it's a thing where i think they did it because they they knew me from seance room mm -hmm. you know but i also then I, I also did a book with them called beyond the demon and the sea which was uh ben templesmith did the cover for me and but all the interior art was tattoo art like all old school traditional sailor jerry tattooing front to back whole thing and uh that one had done really well so i think they had kind you of see seen... Ben Templesmith. Yeah. Are you just gonna get people to work with you that have either Ben or Smith or? or <laughs> you know, I, just, I didn't we, know if you were. Yeah. Yeah, man. I gotta. I gotta find. Yeah, Ben. Ben Bishop. Ben. Because. Uh, because Ben. Uh, I asked him to help out sometimes too. So. Okay. Yeah, man. I'm gonna be really Ben centric from now on. Ben like, or Smith. I mean, Ed Smith. You know, you have those Smiths Ed, in there. Oh and Ben's God, there. I didn't even think of that. Oh my yep. God, that's right. The mo yeah, any anyone with a nice generic Anglo-Saxon <laughs> ending name, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Joan, I need a more Jones in my life. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, no, but <laughs> that's pretty good, dude. Yeah, I, I don't I, know. I was just kind of funny. You, you got you, like when you started speaking, I started like just like ignoring what you were saying for a second there, because I'm like, did he just say what I think he just said? I mean, there's too many connections there. There's too many Smiths and Bens, and you know, I don't know, man. I They're all, it is it all fake? Here's an idea. You're just really bad at making up fake people's names. You're doing yeah. all of the work. These are, these are all my personalities. <laughs> these are for sure my personalities. 
and I'm what? No. <laughs> You're talking to yourself right now? No, that's that's Ben Templesmith over there. <laughs> Ed? At, le- at least they <laughs> heard your fiance, so I know she is real. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She, <laughs> I did, I did buy that voice app for good purpose. Uh, so. <laughs> So you're only doing 4.4, 4, uh, this is only a four print, second place is one, issues one through four and that's, you're done with that and then you're moving on to something else or is this like? Well, so, so we wrote out and have started thumbnailing and, and sketching up a, a, a book, a third place. So we will be skipping first place entirely. <laughs> uh, actually, actually the way, what I, what I would love to do, um, but it, I mean, here's here's the other side of things is the business side. It's like they didn't they didn't get enough. Co- I mean, your comic book store didn't even get it until you said anything, right? Like yes. they didn't take enough money from this book to merit third place. And um, not being on the Comic Con trail while it was out, you know, also hurt a lot. So I don't think it's going to be big enough. You know, it'll, like I love it. I love it to death. I think it's wonderful. And you know, maybe people will find it after the fact and and go, oh crap, I should have been reading this. And, and then I'd be thrilled, uh, mm-hmm. but, it, but realistically it's not that way. So, uh, but, but in case it is like, I, I wrote out third place. So, um, you know, and, and, and which sort of explores like more of a person, you know, the, everyone was fighting who came in first and second, well, you got a guy who's in third place and he doesn't care because he was just always losing. So like, uh, and now, you know, what happens when that guy, you know, because the dude who always loses gets tough. Right. And then he ends up becoming a massive success and then wants to shut them down. It's like a dodgeball sort of situation, you know, um, and uh, and then first place would be the third one. And that would be the, the prequel. And uh, so that that way I could really screw with people. a la Mel Brooks history of the world part one and then never release part two. You know, that would be why well, I, I, wasn't there rumors that he's creating it. I mean, at this point, he's he's like. 1000 years old that i mean that'll never happen i think it's like he's played the joke long enough it's like if he came out with it now we'd still laugh and we'd still be like oh that was good yeah that was great but like you know i i'd watch it <laughs> yeah or if, or if history of the world part two was just a giant question mark that'd be yes. sad i mean I'd or had laugh. nothing to do with it like it was completely different completely yeah. different actors everything it just happens to be a similar name well, i think they would have to right be arthur's dead uh, Gregory yeah. Hines is dead. <laughs> like everyone who was in it is dead. So they're bringing him back to life. You don't know that CGI That's, man, crazy thing. Right, exactly. The hologram that shit. Yeah, I mean they they made what's his name Luke Skywalker look young and crap like that on yeah yeah, yeah they did that. Um. So yeah, man. So that's that's the that's the thing. So anyone who's watching this right now, go be one of those people uh, who now knows about second place and and you know in a world full of. This girl's got big boobs and kills yeah. people, and this guy's got superpowers that are a little different. You know, go buy a book that's a mockumentary bodybuilding alien book. Go well, and lots of me, and I think if we talked two years ago, you could not have convinced me to buy something that wasn't, uh, you know, one of the big two. Uh, yeah. you know, I don't really much DC, so it'd be one of the one of Marvel. Um, yeah. It was 2020, probably during the start, beginning of the pandemic when I was starting to read a lot more books because I was home a lot more. Was a lot more image and you know other stuff that's independently published. You know, a lot more uh, Scout and things like that that maybe go. I can read something that doesn't have to do with a superhero. Like I could I could read something that has to do with like horror. Or, you know, something's killing the children or nail biter. Or I could read something like a weightlifting bodybuilder. Uh, now I just feel like I don't know. There I have to still read my Marvel and still get my superhero fix. Of course, of course. But like there is 
also maybe it's also because I watch a lot of it on TV that I don't need to get as much of a superhero fix in the comics. I yeah, can get, right. you know, the other stuff. I don't like to watch horror movies, but I read horror comic books. That's weird. Oh, really? <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. The, uh, well, and the other thing too is like <clears throat> trying to connect things too. Cause even with, um, if you, there's a B cover for the first mm-hmm. issue of second place that was done by, um, by the artist of Chew. Oh, yep. So, you know, your image books there and, uh, and you know, Rob Guillory and, and he is incredible. And I feel like Chu, you know, our, our book would sit nicely next to mm-hmm. Chu. So I asked Rob and he said, yes. And the cover is stunning. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I can even, I'll, I'll find it for you guys. But um, so, you know, there, there is a world where both can exist. Um, I made the switch probably, I'd say fully, probably about four years ago, where now I actually don't read anything Marvel or DC, um, like, at all. Uh, and I don't blame you. It's not like it's... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just looking at it. That's great. But I don't, and I don't blame people who don't. And it's one of those... What I do like to see is the idea that a lot of people out there nowadays might stumble upon, you know... Uh, Disney plus TV show or a Marvel movie, and then maybe <clears throat> stumble into a comic book and then they get cooked on comics. I mean, to me, it's, it's a world that I love to live in and I love to read. And so if you can see something on the big screen that forces you to go to your LCS and buy a comic book, that's awesome. But I feel yeah. like a lot more of the independent stuff is the opposite way where it's like, we all read second place and then we see it on Netflix. Like that's the 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 difference between some independent publishing of books or comic books that so you see it the opposite way. Uh, there was only a few things that happened that way. Um, Why the Last Man? Um, obviously, it was a Vertigo book, but still, it was I saw that on that that was going to come out as a TV show. Was was I, it good? Did I don't I never saw it. <clears throat> it was good. We actually had this showrunner on the show on our show, and she she was all about it. It was great. It was just trying. It was. 10 years too late, if that makes any sense. Like all the stuff that Brian K. Vaughn was doing with with Why the Last Man was so not controversial, but like ahead of its time in Mm -hmm. writing about this, that when it was put on TV nowadays, it just looks like it just fit in. Like a lot of the quote unquote woke stuff that she was talking about as a showrunner, it just, it felt like it just, and then so because of the pandemic, there was this writing or like, they usually wait for streaming service stuff like it was like six months to a year after or six months after the show finishes streaming where they actually make the decision on cutting it or keeping it. And because of the pandemic, they actually cut it before the season even ended. And so the, the show, well, it finished the season, but there's no season two and they were trying to find a new home for it and they couldn't. So it's no longer going to be on TV anymore. It's one season. It was good. It just, again, I think it was, if it was made 10 years ago, it would have been riveting and it would have been on for five seasons. And we would have been like, oh my gosh, this is Brian K. Vaughn at the best, at his best. But yeah. so, but maybe read the comic book. So it was like, there is that both back and yeah, forth. That, things, I mean, but I think a lot more independent respect, like stuff like yours would make me think that if it saw it on the TV screen, that it came in comic book form first. Well, the nice thing about the, the why the last man thing is at least like, all right, you like the season? Great. Cause there's, yes a whole lot more yes. you know what i mean so that's one of those where it works out pretty well because it, um you know it would be like if, if firefly was a comic first and then the show ended yeah. but we we're like it's cool it's cool i know what happens and and they don't rush it in serenity they, it's a comic and it's yes. great you know well that's uh, well, my wife and i are watching the show that was on nbc back in 2012 ish called revolution yeah. uh it was like the power goes out all of like all power goes out all of a sudden 
and it's a post-apocalyptic. So it shows that. And then 15 years later, like halfway through the episode goes to 15 years later and it's talking about them living in a post-apocalyptic world. But I believe that was demise was the writer's strike. It was right around that time. And so that show only got two seasons, but they had written a third season. And nowadays you would have seen it go from NBC to Netflix and Netflix would have finished the season or, or Hulu or whatever. Right. That obviously wasn't an option back there. So DC actually picked up digitally season three as a comic book. And so when we finish watching season two, we'll be able to read the digital comic books. They can find them on the internet somewhere. It was like, a, like they released them by JPEGs on Twitter or something like that. They were trying to like get their social media up or something. And uh, so I'll find that somewhere. We can able to finish the series. I mean, that's a cool thing to me. If any show wants to do that, it gets canceled. Finish it as a comic book. I think it'd be badass. That releasing something as a JPEG on Twitter sounds like the most PR person. <laughs> it's like, you know, you know, someone who didn't sleep that night and was drinking way too much coffee was like, guys, we're going to revolutionize the game. Okay. JPEGs on Twitter. And then, well, I mean, then Spider-Man No Way Home's trailer hit on Twitter first. Huh? Spider-Man No Way Home, the trailer that like was released and like got a billion views or whatever yeah. back in the early, what was it, early somewhere in time in November or something like that. They released it for like 30 minutes prior to anything else on Twitter. So you get to watch a Twitter video, like one of those stupid videos that don't work very well on your phone. Yeah. YouTube, man, YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, but yeah, so it sounded like someone was like, oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing. The people are going to block and follow our Twitter. It's going to be revolutionary, okay? We're totally going to be, we're going to be up with the Gen Z, okay? This Gen Z thing, we're doing it, guys. We're doing it. We're revolutionizing the game. We're going to be ahead of the curve, ahead of the, we're going to be above the water crest. We're going to be, you know, it's like, fuck you with all your sayings. Like, just- yes, <laughs> that person's probably living in their basement now. <laughs> they got fired because it didn't work out the way they wanted it to. But um, yeah, so, I mean, the finishing as a comic book, like I said, would be awesome. So if like ever, if anything out there ever does that, I think just one last thing on this was, um, the show Blacklist that's been on NBC for a while there that yeah. they, they were filming in the middle of the, like when 2020 hit and pandemic was coming uh, and they weren't able to finish the season fully. So they had like half of the last episode filmed. And so they had parts of it that were like the actual show. And then parts of it, they actually filmed in with like really, really, really cheesy comic book looking um, animation. So like really oh. cheap. Con- and so like we're able to like go back and forth on it where it was like, meanwhile, in like a yellow box with like, you know, it was really cool how they did it. Oh. But the people who were on the show were definitely not good voice actors. You know, like there definitely is people who can and cannot do that. You can act on the screen, but when yeah. there's no one else around you or trying to voice act, you're like, okay, that sounds like someone trying to voice act from their basement yeah. at their house. Like that, it doesn't that, work. That is an interesting, at least they, at least that was a, sw- a big swing. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, like I said, uh, you know, and try and they get renewed for another season and all that stuff. So like it didn't obviously oh, oh, kill great. them. So, yeah. but like, yeah. I, you just got me thinking, cause I was like, man, in the history books on 2020 are going to be like when you're trying to read and the book was printed with a, like a slight fold on the page and mm-hmm. you unfold it, you know, that little ripple, and, and then the, the ink isn't quite right. So you're just trying to piece together the two sentences that connected the parts that you can actually legibly read. Mm-hmm. You know, that'll be 2020, man, where people are just like, there's 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 more than enough information, but it, it's it's all crimped together. And there's and you'll just will history will just go, uh, 20, 2019 to 2022. We'll just do we'll do with that we can we can piece together you know <laughs> well to me um, it's like i'm always a, a annoyed with my parents talking about when i was a kid i was like 20 years from now that's exactly what we're going to be saying the same thing like when i was a kid we had two years we couldn't do anything and like- <laughs> <laughs> you kids you kids 
Let me tell you kids about Tiger King. <laughs> I wanted to go play basketball. It's raining. Yeah, there was an entire year where I couldn't play basketball because I wasn't allowed outside, okay? <laughs> two years. <laughs> I want to go both play ways. basketball. It's raining. Guess what? There was two years where I didn't see someone's face. Yes. <laughs> or like they have to like put a scarf on to like go outside because it's so cold out. I'm like, you know what? We had to do that for an entire work day, okay? I don't want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Be one of those crotchety old men talking about the pandemic. But I got to read, and that's the benefit of it. And honestly, I think that people who did probably find second place over the past uh, number of months, you know, you have, people have been, I think, comic book, my, my friend's comic book store, uh, Galactic Comics on Hammond Street in Bangor, he he opened I'll it in the Galactic pandemic. Galactic Comics! He opened it in the pandemic. Like, he had his own, like, online thing, and he would go to cons and set up, like, a temporary shop and all that stuff. But he, he opened his brick-and-mortar shop August, I believe, of nineteen. And so he was only open for less than six months when all of a sudden I know where he wasn't allowed to be open anymore, but now he's thriving. He had a second part-time job that he was working, a full-time job. He was doing this on the side and he was able to quit that job all because people flocked to buying and reading comics. And I think that's a huge thing for people. So I've read way more comics in the past two years than I had read the two years prior. And that was mainly because I needed to keep myself occupied and I was, you know, being, I wanted to be outside. So I remember I watched something outside. So I'd read a comic book on my iPad or physical book yeah. or whatever my um i'm with you dude i will uh i'll stockpile comics all year until it gets nice out and then i'll mm-hmm. read them out on, i have a yeah. forge and that's my thing like i'll sit out there and uh i will have a cigar but i do not condone them but but i like them and then uh and i'll sit on the porch and i will yeah me and my dog and, and i'll just crush uh books like I'll, right. I'll all all year every wednesday i'll go and i'll buy whatever you know whatever is out whatever mm-hmm. i'm reading and then uh uh yeah 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 when it's nice out yeah for sure yeah there's something different i don't love reading comics inside that that's a no. that's a uh, unless it's the digital thing at night like in it's bed. Digital at night. That, that makes me honestly i have a hard time falling asleep and to me it was because i think about all the things that i need to get done either done or, or need to do or work or or this yeah. or that and but if i can read second place for an example and go into a world of bodybuilding alien bodybuilding aliens i get my mind goes to there and then starts to slowly fall asleep and bam, I can go to sleep because I'm thinking about a world that doesn't really exist. Yep. And I, that's huge uh, for me. I love it, dude. I, I, um, I know that I am close to sleep when in my head, I'll see something that I did not expect. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden I'll, I'll, I'll be like, Oh, Hey, that's your wow. I made a pop tart. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden I'm like, I know I'm good from here. <laughs> you know? like, I it's like, I probably I could watch TV. Like, I don't think I have a problem watching TV before I go to bed. If the TV was Daredevil, where it's not a real world, it's a fake thing. But but I don't think I could watch CNN and go to bed because that's like real shit that's happening yeah, in the world no, right we, now. We do. Yeah. Um, this actually, this is an interesting question. What do you and your wife watch to go to sleep? Well, like we like we've, so we have this thing where we watch a com- half an hour comedy like at night sometime. Like we throw a couple episodes on, and then before bed, it's more of a na- like a drama of some sort. And I like things that are like not realistic. Like I don't think I could watch, I don't know, Ozark for an example is one that we haven't got into yet, but we, we I think I want to, but I just, that would to me is like, it's too real. <laughs> like it's too, again, it would get me thinking about, well, I need to do this and I need to do that. Sure. So a lot of it's post-apocalyptic or some sort of crazy you know, out of this world kind of thing. And uh, we've been watching Modern Family during the day or during like right after dinner. Yeah. Uh, so like, I got to get that comedy and I got to get the half an hour of like, just yeah. you know, stupid, yeah, make me laugh. Sweet sometimes like dad jokes that are on there or whatever. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, and then an hour, kind of an hour real life the kind of show. Second, but. second place 
was for me getting out of the seriousness, right? Because mm. the books that I've written before were all deadly serious. Um, and so, but my love is comedy, man. Like, I'm like you, we watch, our bedtime show is mystery science. Like that's yeah, what we see. put on to go to sleep because it's it's funny. And it's also, you can like zone out and then zone in, catch a joke, zone back out. So it's fine. But comedy is my everything, man. Like I, I you know, so getting second place going, having a comedy book, which, which is so weird because comedy comics don't do as well, believe it or not. No, and uh, I think you um, did it right away because it's something like you, 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 Comedy to me is the is the is the third or fourth thing you talk about when you talk about if I was describing this to someone, like nice. it, not in a mean that's way, rad. but like in a way that's like okay, it's no, a, I get yeah, I get the it. mockumentary part. Awesome. You know, it's the it's the bodybuilding, weightlifting and aliens, and then you go to like the third thing, which is like oh, and it's funny. It's like also funny too. So like the mockumentary part, you 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 some people there's a dry humor in some mockumentary things, but yeah. like there's some funny. There's actual funny things in here, and that's the that's the part that I think. uh that's what Marvel's been able to get away with too, is like make some serious movies that have comedy in it. And I think that's why I think they've been so successful is that like, you know, people laugh at a funeral, not everybody, but someone at that funeral, someone cracked a joke, someone farted, someone yeah. did something that made someone laugh. Yeah. So when you watch a funeral on TV or on a movie and everybody's serious and everybody's crying and like, there's someone there joking or doesn't want to be there or whatever. Or and so that's, that's what Marvel's mentioned. been able to do is like make something serious, but then someone cracks a dad joke. If you, it's like, usually the bare naked ladies who yes. are crying at a funeral. Uh, if, if you can't understand what I mean, well, I think you soon will. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, the um, it's very true. Like my buddy uh, name redacted, he lost his dad when we were younger. And I remember we were all laughing at the funeral home, you know, cause we were trying to cheer him the fuck yeah. up. And mm -hmm. people were looking at us weird. And, and I was like, eat shit people. Yes. Like this, this kid just lost his dad. If he wants to laugh, go laugh. Um, like, and it's like my, my wife is the kind of person I've ever seen in shows or like someone's laughing when it's something that's really serious and it's just something in them is making them laugh at the serious thing. Yeah. My wife's like that. So she'll like, some, she'll like someone will get bad news and she's over there snickering in the corner. I'm like, that person just lost their dad. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. She, she just she, can't. She's just coping with the, the, the death by laughing. And it's like, yeah. it's not because she's actually laughing at the death. That's how she's coping with it. She's something about it is this world is crazy and I can only think about it if I laugh or something. And that, I mean, that's, yeah, it's actually a very sweet way of putting that. Um, it was, it was tough when she was my doctor and she had to give me that news, and, but she was snickering the entire time. That was embarrassing. And so that's why she doesn't, she's an engineer, but that could actually be bad. She's an engineer, <laughs> and she's like laughing about how you're like building collapsed or something. Oh, well, you're building collapse <laughs> on you. <laughs> That's, that's she's an engineer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, so, I mean, you asked about what we're watching. I mean, I'm rewatching the Daredevil or the, the Marvel Netflix stuff. You saw, I, you I, saw I, the news, right? Yes. And that, that, that to me, did you hear that about the parent group? So oh, there's this parent group it. saying that Disney is lessening their love for families by putting the Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, all that stuff on Disney+. Plus. Disney is also, I think it's today they put it on. And, or, or Wednesday, I forget what day it is. It's um, they're putting it up, but they're putting parental controls too, so you can actually make it so your kids can't just stumble on, you know, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage going at it. But the whole thing was about how, like, what's next? You're gonna put strippers or strip teases at Epcot, and I was like, oh my god, you're comparing the idea of having parental controls on a streaming service that you can parent at your house and say, don't watch these things to strippers at Disney World. I'm so confused on where the leap is going from there. I mean, I'm well, like, 
this this to me is endemic of a bigger thing yeah. you know where you can pretend to be in control of the universe but the universe will show you you're wrong mm -hmm. you can try to censor everything you want to censor but you're never going to do it and the truth is the what you actually can fucking do is educate yourself and show things to your children and your peers but also with the caveat that these are specific and that this is not you know like yes. actual conversation actual you know interaction instead of just no 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 and then that kid's the kid who honestly ends up being the stripper at Epcot anyway. Yes. So, you know, I, you know, I, I, I've worked with kids for a long time. I work with kids outside of comics. That's what I do. And um, I have never seen abstinence uh, work better. And I don't mean just in a sexual manner. Yeah. I mean, abstinence through uh, of knowledge yeah. work better than careful and precise, uh, you know, in, in like being there and, mm -hmm. and being getting through information man that that's that's a that gets well the right censoring on disney pluses is is the them wanting disney the parent for them like you have an ability to say as a parent of myself i'm only a 10 month old but i'm getting ready for this as a parent i can say you're not allowed to watch this i have a friend who's uh, come, I, I worked at or i work at orna brewing company as my day job and i used to be the tasting room manager or general manager so i'd see the customers come in and so on and so forth I've moved over to the creative director role. So I'm in an office, but the, the cost, a couple of customers come in, uh, Scott and Dana and their daughter, Claire, she's in high or just gotten to high school. I think she's like maybe in eighth grade, maybe she's in eighth grade, but they love the, the, the star Wars world and the Marvel world. And she's obsessed with it. It was really cool. Cause she was like, she always nerds out when she comes in and talks to me and all that stuff, but they <laughs> won't let her watch Deadpool. And I'm like, there you go. I understand you're letting him watch all these other things that are, are Marvel related, but you don't let them read or watch Deadpool because that's parenting by saying you can't watch this because it's not appropriate for your age. And yeah. so by putting these daredevil on Netflix, on Netflix or uh, Disney plus, it's like, yeah, just put a code on it, which you can and turn off. So they can't watch it. There you go. You've parented, you've done 10 seconds of your life Ten seconds that you're right. And, and to, to do it or educate them. This is not for you yet. I'm yeah. sorry. Like you I can't mean, drink until you're 21. These are, these are people who think that the world should revolve around their yes. opinion instead of them actually having to adapt. And can I be honest with you? If, if any of those people are listening right now, ban my book because yeah, I, could, I could use the sales. Ban <laughs> my book in all the schools you want to. Bible Belt, listen, Tennessee, get out in force and ban second. That piece of shit book is ruining the youth of America and it needs to go. Isn't that having a mouse recently, recently too? Didn't that, that book banned in Tennessee and the sales went off the charts for that yeah, book? And I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's what so I'm saying. I need to I'm going to put that on Facebook right now. You don't think Joe Rogan has way more listeners now than he did before people trying to cancel him? Right. Yeah. If anyone wants to ban second place, uh, you know, I, I am actively trying to make humans into aliens. Yes. Uh, you know, so if that offends your your view of your your God, then please, by all means, tell the world that it's awful. Well, you can get it. So if just to just circle back on that, you can purchase that source point source point press. Uh, is that the place where you'd send people to go get it if you were to buy it right now? It is. And I, I'm sure them? that they're thrilled to be connected with my um Yes, you're banning a book. Yeah. Of my denunciation of gods uh, <laughs> in the same breath. Uh, source point press. And sourcepointpress.com. They have the uh, third you have three issues available. 
which I do. Yeah, what I respect about Source Point as well is the fact that the digital version is a dollar ninety nine, and the physical version is three nine three ninety nine. I could never understand why, when you went to buy a digital version of a book, on, on like Marvel or any of these other places, that they cost the same amount as it does to print the book. That's just you. Like I understand because they're probably trying to get people to buy the physical book because it's cost. I like the idea that I could buy all three of those back issues for six bucks, and. You know, there's no printing involved. You don't have to print anything. But right. I also am a big fan of physically holding things. So I'm usually the kind of person who would pay six bucks. So they'll buy the ten dollar ninety nine digital and the four dollar uh, physical and have the well, physical copy. I'll as say well. this: the one thing that I am trying to do is with graphic novels that I do, I'm trying to make them more. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> because I buy digital as well, and uh, so if you do decide to, you know, put on pants and go to the store and pick up. A physical copy of a thing that I did, it's it's going to be different than it is uh, mm-hmm. when you buy the digital version. Yeah, I mean, like we did that with um with the Seance Room book. It was uh it was the first graphic novel that Sourcepoint did with a die cut cover, you know, because we wanted it to look like the um the door was opening to the ghosts, like it was your own story to go into the Seance Room, right? So, like with Second Place, Ed and I last night were talking about what we can do for the for the graphic novel release of that to make that something a little i actually hold hold yeah hold, stay, stay there for one second entertain the people for one second <laughs> i had well i had these made up for when i do go to comic cons and we have the book uh if you decide to purchase i made second place ribbons for the humans oh my are, god that's amazing which is the bodybuilding competition in uh, in the book? Yeah, those are perfect. You use a nice bookmark. <laughs> and Strazzle Antenna Wax presents the Humies. Yeah, I mean, so um, you'll have all four of those. So you know, what's you know, I don't like to date these podcasts that much because I want people to listen to them whenever they want. But sure. April, end of April, April twenty second to the twenty fourth is the Bangor Comic and Toy Con in Bangor, Maine. They uh, you you know, Ben will be there to to sign books and give away sell books and all that stuff. All four your all four because I mean you're. Is it still estimated that the 23rd of this month, the issue four will come out or is that? Yep. Nope. Okay. Still, on, still on schedule. Printing, printings came in. We're good. Uh, so, yep. um, so you can get it now, but you can also pick it up, obviously, if you're in the Bangor area at a con or another con that you're going to uh, anytime. Are you, are you doing a bunch of cons this year? Or are you just doing a few? What's your plan for Comic-Con stuff? Really scaled back this year. Just a few. Um, and uh, I don't know why. I've got a bunch of stuff. I got a book coming out with Black Caravan. Uh, the summer too, so I don't know why I'm scaling back. I should do more. Look, I think it's 2022, uh, 2023. 2023 is going to be the year of like people really doing what they really want. But also, like I feel like for us as a brewery or in our brewing company, we like are going to do like two beer festivals this year. Like we used to do like one every month in the summer, twice a month in the summer. Like it was just like a thing we did, and when we didn't, weren't able to do them, we were forced not to do them. It was like, oh, this is so nice. Why do we have to do these things? Yeah. To now, are we going to pick and choose the ones we really want to go to? Either like you might come to Bangor this time and then not come for another two or three years because you did your Bangor area thing. And then, you know, you pick and choose your ones. And, and obviously in Massachusetts now, there's like a gazillion and, you know, Rhode Island has a few and so on. So I know Northeast Comic Con just happened last weekend. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bob um, was there. Bob Tchuk, because I can't even say his last name. Yeah. He's a great dude, Bob. though um he was there and i went i bet george perez at it when it was up at a different spot up in the north shore 
back in 2015, maybe. Oh, yeah. I remember, George I remember those. Yeah, at yeah. Con, Northeast Comic Con. I've done, I've uh, but then there's like Wicked Comic Con. There's the Boston Fan Expo. And there's all kinds of stuff going on in Massachusetts as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you're in the Bangor area, I come come out and get the. There's only one, baby. The Bangor Comic and Toy Show. You got to get a little autograph on there. You're going to sign some books. That's right. I'll sing Bright Like a Diamond for everyone there. It's $4 for the book. It's $500 for the autograph. See him. At- <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it, dude. I, I sign with uh, a gold it, it gold foil pen where it actually, yeah, gold ink. Because I'm goldsmith. So I got, <laughs> dude, I got gold, it. Gold, like, like gold flake ink. But it's funny because I will say that I do respect, I mean, speaking of George Perez, you know, it's sad that he's on his way out. It does. It did break my heart. Um, did you but see one the, the picture best... the other day? Of yes. Him holding... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, 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 it's sad to, or one of the best comic book, comic con experiences ever had was at the Northeast comic, comic show, whatever they call it now is, um, he basically said it was 40 bucks. He drew a picture with me with Sharpie of Thanos. You know, one of my favorite villains of all time is Thanos. And this is pre infinity gauntlet war movies. Um, kind of pre, but like um, they, and it's beautiful. I have it hanging on my wall. It's like, it's priceless to me. He drew it right in front of me while I waited for him to do it. 40 bucks for that. He took a photo with me, no cost. He signed four books, comic books for me, no cost. So to me, it was 40 bucks for a photo, a, a drawing for me and four comic book signatures to me that I'll never sell. They're all going to be priceless to me. Um, and then next to him was Adam West, who was actively on, family guy i mean right. you know, rest in peace still getting residuals he's getting comic-con he's going to big comic-con small with 80 dollars for a photo yeah and 80 dollars for an autograph and i was just like I, is his autograph worth 80 dollars but no but my it's, biggest point was he was the nicest dude it was amazing and it was so much fun to think that 40 bucks for a guy that's basically doing this for his retirement because he was basically done drawing he was not he doesn't get He's not a 401k with uh, with Marvel and DC and all that stuff. That was all paid per, you know, page. And uh, it was so respectful to me to think that this guy is a legend. And for 40 bucks, I got all that stuff from him. That same show, not that same year, but that same show, the Northeast Comic Con, okay. um, Peter Laird gave me a free drawing of a turtle. <laughs> so. so it's like, it's so, I don't know if it has to do with that con. It's just so cool to see that because I, I met George it- Durank, uh, Jim Steranko at that con. Arthur yeah. Sidan, the guy who uh, draws the Marvel zombies. Zombies, yeah. Stuff. I think, uh, I think it's, it's just that like the, it's not one of these huge, you know, fan expos. Yeah. It's, it's so cost prohibitive in so many ways that people can't afford yeah. to not charge you top dollar for things like it's everyone's getting screwed from the top down in those things but like a you know smaller cons it's nice um i rob speaking of rob gillery there um mm-hmm. we were talking and he's like he's, he's only doing small cons from now on because he's done with the the game and you know luckily he's at that point where he can do that um he doesn't you know he doesn't need to do the big shows uh but I mean, you know. but this, the speaking on that, it's like, uh, you know, this Steve Levine was at the Bangor Comic Con this past year uh, in October when they did the, the, the delayed from like six times delayed uh, Comic Con. And uh, he charges for turtles, um, like autographs, but he doesn't charge for anything else that he's done, which is kind of cool. It's like an idea that like he's known for turtles. So I'll just, uh, if, if a turtles thing needs to be signed or, or, or like a little remark, he'll charge for that. But like if you come up to the booth, don't buy anything and you want, you know, he's been part of the murder hobo and all that kind of stuff with, uh, with, uh, with scout and all them. He's been doing some stuff like variant covers and stuff like that. He signed those kind of things for me. Schmalky was like, go over to that table. Have Steve sign that too. And that was yeah. cool to me. It was like, okay, 
his bread and butter is the turtles. So if the turtles, anything turtles, I'm going to charge 10 bucks for an autograph or whatever it is. But if it's not a turtles thing, then I'm just going to sign it for no, no. Yeah. No well, like, um, jam, jam DiMatteis one time, it was at Baltimore comic-con and, um, uh, one of my all time favorite comics is, um, his book moon shadow from vertigo. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was, I was like, Hey man, can I, you know, can I get a signature? And he's like, well, I, I I'm not really doing that right now. I got to go. And he's, a, he's, an, if you don't know him, he's an extremely famous art uh, writer. He's done everything. And once I showed him that it was my original copy of Moonshadow, he totally changed gears because he's like, oh, this dude's not trying to flip some shit. He's not trying to flip JLA or something <laughs> like that. Like he, he actually read and enjoyed this book. Um, you know, and it's tricky, right? Cause that feels very inside baseball where it's like, sure. You get to not pay for things. If you, if you, if you made artistically correct choices, you smart guy, you yeah. know, this like ruling class of intellectualism, but uh, you know, and, and it seems to dishonor the people who are, you know, new fans and would only know him from certain things. But um, you know, but I guess at the end of the day, if you've got hundreds of hundreds of people constantly wanting you for turtles you know at a certain point you, you know steve just you know you, you appreciate you know and, and that's that's the thing where it's like you know read a room you yeah know, read read the room so to speak if you're a fan which i think you can do you know you go to a couple comic cons it doesn't take that long to get the gist of things but Correct. um i i, yeah. I feel I, I i'm sorry i don't know how long these shows usually go i i feel i right around I mean, we can we are, we'll be almost done now here i just wanted to finish up this conversation about comic cons because yeah. That was the George Perez thing. I have the, one of the comics he signed for me. I actually just sent out to CBCS because CBCS does um, verifications of signatures, whereas mm-hmm. CGC only does if you get you a sign there. Yeah. So, um, so me, it was like George Perez. I was supposed to get my Infinity Gauntlet number one signed by George Perez at CGC. Like it, it, it's at CGC now, but he canceled his signature appearance there, which obviously I don't yeah, blame I, him. I saw that. Um, yeah. But they were able to then move that over to Jim Starlin, which is pretty cool because obviously Jim Starlin wrote the book. So it's like, I just, now it's going to get a signature series of Jim Starlin instead of George Perez. Right. Um, but CGCS will actually, or CBCS will actually verify because they're a Beckett, you know, signature verification. And I'm like, I know it's George Perez. I met the person. This is not something I bought on eBay, hoping that it's right. real. Like this should pass authentication. But it was the first appearance of, US appearance of Captain Britain in Marvel Team Up number 65. And that to me was a book that I just had. I, just, I literally bought it because it was a cool cover. No idea that it was the first appearance of, of US Captain Britain. And no one cared. It was probably a dollar book when I bought it because it was like, yeah. you know, now that Captain Britain might become something in the MCU or whatever, the book is going up in value. But to me, I didn't give a crap. And so when I went and got it signed, I'm just like, I know, again, this is me coming, this is 2015, me coming back into the world of comic books. I know this book was drawn by George Perez. So I want this signed by George Perez. And I put it down in front of him and he goes, oh, I don't see this book that often. And he signed it. I'm like, right. oh, that was cool to me. Like, I, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, me. oh, look at me. I, I know what I'm doing. It was cool because he actually said that. And then he could have said it to six other people in the line with different books. He just makes it a conversation, something for him to say. Yeah. But to me, it felt good. And again, I'll always remember that. I met Cooper Andrews, who plays on The Walking Dead at the Bangor Comic Con. And he was one of the nicest people in the world. Again, you were nice to people at a Comic Con. And I'm going to remember you forever. I'm going to buy everything you ever do. Right, and, right, right. <laughs> this past Comic Con again, Dana Snyder. Do you know Dana Snyder? He does um the voice of, uh, voice of a Master Shake. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he was at the Comic Con in Bangor, and he needed to record a voice. We haven't talked much about this because at the time the show was coming, and we weren't able to talk about it yet. Well, the show that he was supposed to record a voice for 
ended up, he ended up going with a different person's voice. So it never actually aired. And so we can't actually talk about it because it's not public, but he used my recording equipment for podcasting to record the voice for a show that was supposed <laughs> to be on TV. That's really, that's cool. And so the smallest things to me at Comic-Cons and I'll, I talked to Jay and Will, the guys who own the Bangor Comic-Con about the experiences that you'll get to meet these people. And again, and I'm not, not saying this and I hope to God that you actually get to go and make a Netflix show off of a second place or Hulu or wherever you want to go. HBO max would be a perfect spot. Um, but if you do end up that meet someone like yourself at a comic con, because this is the time you're actually going to be able to have a conversation with someone that later on in your life, you'd be like, Oh, I met him at the comic con. And now he's a executive producer of a TV show and it's comic book, yeah. and you have or, issue one and, and, and all this stuff, you know, this or, is the time to meet these people. Or even better, you meet me at a comic con. And then years later you see that I've, uh, that I'm on the streets and, and you go, well, at least I'm not that guy. So either yes. way, that experience for you is cathartic. It's <laughs> or you're dead and the comic book's worth more because you're not alive anymore. <laughs> God willing. That's, that's my game. That's my game plan. <laughs> oh, that sucks. That's all. Oh, I met that guy at a Comic-Con once. He was, he needed money for gas or something. I don't know. What was. Yeah. He, he was, he was super, he kept, he kept like talking about this, like, alien bodybuilding book but no one had read it i i don't i don't i felt bad <laughs> so come meet him at the 2022 comic-con come meet him outside of this 2023 comic-con with a tin cup waiting for money for for uh... yes exactly right i'll right for, yeah it, you can we can talk about how much you like the book as i'm parking your car well it'll be a great time for everybody and people are like oh um, you're back no i never left yeah, I never... <laughs> I couldn't afford to get back home because no one bought my comic book. So I, I just um, decided to sit here and wait until next. The mall is with at the mall this year. And the mall is not a busy place outside of Comic-Con in yeah. Bangor. So uh, you wouldn't make much money from people by panhandling is, out is there. Is there a hot so. topic? Can I go to a hot topic? Uh, there is a hot topic still. Great. There may be. The last time I was there. Um, well, when Comic-Con happened in the fall, there was a Journeys. And someone just told me yesterday or day before yesterday that there isn't a journeys anymore. So from October to now it's closed. So RIP journeys. Um, where, where will I get my poorly tie dyed cowboy bebop shirts now? Yes. Um, and my, and my converse all stars that I can get at the eight other stores in the mall. Um, uh, the other thing is uh, anyone who's watching or still watching by this point, if you've made it this far, congratulations. Secondly, uh, go out and buy my other books, Seance Room. Uh, it's a uh, Twilight Zone meets Tales from the Crypt, horror comic, one shots, all good. Um, RV9 from Mad Cave. And then coming out uh, very soon from Black Caravan, uh, Mr. Schmalky's label there, who we, we name checked, uh, is a book called Ghosts on the Water, which will be like Moana meets Pirates of the Caribbean. There you go. See, I feel like nowadays when I talk to a local comic book artist, someone from New England, it's like at one point you drop Schmalky's name and the next one, Ben Bishop's name. Those two names are always dropped on podcasts when we talk about local artists yeah. or local writers. Joe, because... I'm, I'm very lucky with because Joe and I um, like a lot of the same stuff. Like, mm -hmm. And there's not a lot of people who enjoy really low grade horror movies. Um you know, everyone on earth has seen Scream. Everyone on earth has seen Silence of the Lambs, but it, it takes a special person to be able to talk in depth about Basket Case, right? Yes, and like, yes. and Joe's one of those dudes who I can, I'll be like, yo, man, I, I was just, you know, checking out this thing. It's from 1974. And, it's, and he'll be like, yeah, it's this movie with these. And I'm like, yeah, dude. He's, he's like, yeah, 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 I watched it. Like, I watched it last night. And so, um, so I really like Joe for that. Because uh, outside of comics, which 
we don't actually talk a lot about when we're together. Like we we talk because yeah, he he's got he's got that deep horror, deep cut horror knowledge, which I really appreciate. Um, you know, he even does the Billy Bob uh, the drive-in nights at, at which i got it when i'm up there i hope we we do get to do something because i always see them posting about like the wing challenges mm-hmm. and stuff and uh, it's dude like banger from boston you wouldn't think four hours man yes like, it's a it's a hike so well my parents long. live in connecticut and so oh like, wow it's a haul it's about five and a half hours to hartford from my, <sighs> my house and that's <sighs> why I, it's funny because like, i moved back here and i lived in i lived in haverhill and in, in andover Oh. area from 2009 to 2019 no it's 2007 to 2017 oh wait uh, did you was the was the mill number five there when you were there i don't think so uh they were new? building it they were renovating it or something I, was that I, over I just did a one-day show over there and there's yeah. like a record store there and yeah it's, it's like kick-ass now yeah i lived right next to the Songus arena uh, there's a big okay. tall building there. There's a the parking lot there. This is obviously anybody listening to this from California or anything else is I've had no two shits that we're talking come on. about. I think there's a lot of lol ice cat fans out there, you know. <laughs> but I was just like, so yeah, so I lived there for like 10 years and so everything was close and so on and so forth. And they came and visited me and I came went and visited them, no problem. But when I moved back here in 2016, uh i hadn't seen i didn't see them for like three years i was like my wedding in 2020 was when they actually came and visit me up here it was like why would the hell would i want to come all the way up there and then the, over the past 10 months they've been here like four times because i had a kid it's like obviously you don't want to come see this stupid face but you want to see my little my replica of me come you on me, dude. they've seen they've seen that dumb face for years they don't yeah, know, right? they, got their they don't see that me thing. again jeez yeah, they, they know they know how that story ends right the, the, exactly. the kid though that's finishing up really quickly um Scream, talking about Scream, goes the voice of Ghostface will be at the Bangor Comic Con as well. So if you wanted to meet him too, oh no way, the, that's pretty cool. The Ghostface, we have a uh, there's a Jason, uh, Kane Hodder will be there. Um, there's a Leatherface, and the guy who did stunts on Halloween. So you're talking big picture horror people gonna be there. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if it's Derek Mears. Do you know if that's we'll, it? No, it's not Derek Mears. No. Oh, okay. Um. I forget his name now. This is to be stupid. Uh, Jay and Will from the Comic Con are going to kill me for it. But um, you're on Instagram. I am. That's yeah. Find me at Mr. Ben AU. Uh, AU periodic table for gold, right? We love that. Clever, clever. He's a writer. And don't go to Twitter because he's not on Twitter anymore. No, did you check that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, and sourcepointpress.com. Buy his books. Comicsology. You can go get them on Comicsology. If you're reading through there, you can do that. You can still order them from your stores. Um, come, just shoot me a message on Instagram. I, I have variants, and I can even send you a nice second-place ribbon as well. Um, and uh, I write custom horror stories on the back of vintage postcards. So if you want to mess with someone and send them a postcard of their own horror story through the mail, Ooh. hit me up. Absolutely. So appreciate it, man. Love talking comic books. We'll have to get you back on at some point, too. Maybe when you come up for the Comic-Con, we'll do something um fun too with that uh we can do something in person yeah that'd be that'd be great we could we'll talk later we could maybe do like a contest or something too it'd be a lot of fun yeah absolutely man but i'll let you go you know so you don't have to hold the phone for very much longer but uh, i really appreciate you coming on uh we'll talk soon and i appreciate everything you're doing keep it up thanks for having me on and thank and thank you for rescheduling and all that i really appreciate that absolutely have a fun day bye dude